We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is out right now, but this is a special bonus episode. Out Now is normally a film podcast where we discuss the new movies weekly. However, we like to have these special bonus podcasts, especially during this time of year. There are so many movies that have come out recently, and we want to be able to try to review as many of them as we can, especially because there's a lot of there are a lot of big movies that are coming out. It's kind of ridiculous. And there's plenty of smaller movies, too, that are certainly well worth your time. So, regardless, this special bonus episode, if you didn't read the title already, which would be weird if he just logged on, but you know, whatever. Uh, we are talking Mary Poppins Returns, the long-awaited sequel to Mary Poppins, uh, which has finally come our way through Disney. And joining me to discuss Mary Poppins Returns, I have with me a very special guest from the Newport Beach Film Festival, a fantabulous short programmer, a fantabulous shorts programmer. <laughs> she has nowhere to go but up. It's the lovely Miss Anna Bosch. <laughs> now I see why you didn't want me to read it. <laughs> I like it. Okay, well, good. Thanks. It's I'm glad to have you back here. Oh, are you? Yes, very much <laughs> so. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yes, I know. <laughs> but I'm happy to have you on the podcast. Yeah. I'm always happy to have you on the podcast. And you have some opinions about these movies. Do I? Yes. <laughs> I think I'm accusing. Do I? <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you having me on tonight. I'm happy to have you on tonight. Things worked out in a way where, yes, we can not only review Mary Poppins, I can do it with you, who certainly had a reaction to the film. <laughs> I did. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> so we're going to get to that. Re- we're going to get to that reaction and more. Uh, let's go over some quick show notes real quick. Quick show notes real quick. Yeah, make sure. <laughs> uh, first up, uh, we have a new commentary track, Just in Time for Christmas. That's right, Tombstone. We talked about the Western favorite cult favorite tombstone of kurt russell and val kilmer that was a lot of fun we had brandon and jim on the show as well as uh, ben um so yeah that's a good that's a good time there we talked all about tombstone it's on itunes now but i hear you didn't have tombstone pizza we did not have tombstone pizza it was a big red baron night it was crazy but see that doesn't go together I, <laughs> tombstone too the search for the red baron we'll find out if that does go well together but yeah uh, so yeah, that's up on iTunes. Speaking of iTunes, you can you can uh, give us a rating and a read. That'd be great. If you search for our show out now with Aaron and Abe, uh, you can find our show. You can give us a star rating. That'd be awesome. You can write us a written review too. That'd be great as well. How many stars can you give? You can give five stars. It's only five? It's only five. Oh, I'd give you seven. I appreciate that. <laughs> or ten. That's good too. That, it could go to max of ten. That'd get me very far in Mario. <laughs> I'd be invincible for a long time with ten stars. But it's only five? It's only five. That's still a lot of ways in Mario. Well, I would recommend all five. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate That's good. Well, yeah, you too can give us all five stars and bump us up on the old iTunes charts. So, yeah, I think that's enough of the old announcements and what have you. Uh, let's do a quick round and know everybody. Uh, this is where we go over some, we ask each other some very questions on the program. We try to better set the tone for the podcast and better get to know everybody. everybody. This is the part where I say, I didn't actually have a specific know everybody question in mind. I just really wanted to say the words know everybody. <laughs> with you. That said, I can ask you a question. Okay. How's your Christmas season going? It's going well. Yeah. It's gotten chilly now. Mm-hmm. It's cold outside. Yeah. For California. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Where it's making my Southern nose California, ready. we should say. Yes, some Southern, Northern oh, yeah. California nerds That's that are right. like, what are you talking about cold? And I'm like, stop talking. We're on a podcast. We're oh, trying no. to record it. We understand there's cold. <laughs> we can see the snow on the caps of the mountains from a distance. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why I probably sound like a little like sick or something because my voice. The, the only thing that is sick is the waves that we were shredding before this podcast because <laughs> we're in California. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I thought you said you had a question. That like, was the question. No, your question is usually in regards to the movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting it on the spot because I know you can think of one. Okay. Is there an older musical that you're a big fan of that you could think could use a 50-year-old plus sequel? Well, I'm going to say there is, but then I don't, wouldn't want to see a sequel. Or maybe a, a reimagining Mm, No, because I'm more of like, I like how it is, so don't touch it. Well, no one's touching that. They're making a new movie. I know. And I know we talked about this before because you're all about, like, going into movies positively. And, like, I've kind of briefly talked to you about, like, how the West Side Story one's getting made. And I just don't grasp it. <laughs> it's like, why is that was, like, a well-done production? And so, yeah, you got Spielberg doing it. I just... So, 
I mean, to answer your question, I guess no. I like some things that I just don't want to see on the screen. Okay. I rather, you talk about, like, how some people talk about how there aren't enough, like, genuine content out there or stuff that's, like, opposite of, like, rehashing things or, like, how Disney's been doing with their live-action stuff. I think some people feel that way. I feel like I see lots of original things all year. <laughs> that's what I mean, yeah. So, like, original stuff. So, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I really like Funny Face, but I wouldn't want to see a, you know, a sequel or a rehashing of it or what have you. Okay. But Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. Would you want to be a chimney sweeper or a leery? I mean, I feel like the leery is the safer job. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to, no one's going to like, there's no fireplace underneath the lamps, you know? There's <laughs> Like, I'm not going to jump into a chimney and, like, whoops, someone turned the fire on under me. At the same time, I'm also not going to get covered in soot. Like, I feel like I'm going to be a lot cleaner in the lamp lighting industry. See, that's the type of question I thought you were going to ask me. I like to throw you through a loop. (laughs) You did throw me through a loop. But, see, the whole thing with you being with the Leary, though, like a lamp lighter, you're going to have to have good um, Gene Kelly skills so you're hopping on top of them to light it. Uh Uh-huh. And I think you do, actually. Yeah, so all the more reason for me to choose lamp Oh, lighter. you know what? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very light on my feet. <laughs> well, if you were to ask me if I would want to step into an animated world from, like, live action to animated, I would. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that was your know everybody that question. That was my know, okay. <laughs> but I would. That would be fun. <laughs> That's like the one thing I know we'll talk about it later, but the one thing from the original Mary Poppins that I liked was like when they jumped into the sidewalk chalk. Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk more about that when we get to Mary Poppins Returns. But, so, yes. Okay, so just to keep things in mind, mm-hmm. I would be O'Leary. Mm-hmm. You would go into an animated world if you could. Yes. No sequels to any musicals that you like. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so, no funny face to uh, crooked face. Got oh it. my gosh, that sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's how you play. No, no everybody. It's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do it on that quickie. TM. Thank you. You're welcome. That was pretty good. That was awesome. I said quickies. <laughs> you did say quickies. I'm sorry, TM. Thank you. I was just amazed by that. <laughs> I'm sighing in relief now. <laughs> that okay. was a pretty good one. Well, thank you. I've been listening. Sometimes you're way too fast, and then other times you like trip over it. So that's why I was just stopped and I was amazed. You think? Well, sometimes I trip a little words fantastic. So <laughs> it all works out. It's been a minute since you've been on the show, but mm-hmm. I know we've seen a lot of things this holiday season. What uh, what uh, what uh, movies would you like to? Uh, well, go you into? can tell me the list of movies. Okay. Well, we've seen a lot have, of things. Okay. We have a long list of what we watched. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go into my thoughts on some of these as of yet because we're going to do a whole show on them. But mm-hmm. Bumblebee, what'd you think? Bumblebee, I give a thumbs up. Okay. Because oh, when we came out, I told you like. Well, you even talked about it, too, like the robots, how they look more like the toys mm-hmm. and how can they can do the changing of like being in the air and on the ground. Like that was pretty cool. They weren't clunky. That was the word I was trying to think of because okay. in the other Transformer movies, those robots look clunky. Okay. But it's good. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything bad to say about it. All right. How about uh, John P. Aquaman? <laughs> um, Aquaman is probably like... You know how you have a thumbs up and thumbs down? Mm-hmm. And then you can have a thumb sideways? Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of tinkering down to almost thumbs down. Okay. It'd be like somewhere around there. Because <laughs> it's not bad. It just, I guess, um, it was way too long. Mm-hmm. And that story, I don't know, too. That Yeah, it was way too long. And I know you don't want to go into because you're going to talk a whole other show about it. So Yeah, I don't want to talk just, about the bad screenplay it has. Yeah, I'll just stop <laughs> there. <laughs> How about uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing a rating of thumbs up, thumbs down, or sideways right now. I don't know why you're wearing your Ebert mask. <laughs> Tripping me out. <laughs> Silly. Um, but Spider-Verse, that's good. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fantastic with its design and approach. Mm-hmm. And I know you talked about this already too, but I would just like... 
recommend listening to that show because everything you say I would echo. The only thing was like I was just how I questioned. I just want to see like how the story would go with just Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. But I know you had. What did you say? I said I think. I mean, I think the movie does a great job of showing you a very Miles Morales centric story oh, and yeah. that happens to also feature these other the other things going on also. Okay. So yeah, but no, it's not bad, and the soundtrack's great too. Mm-hmm. To wrap up our superhero takes, apparently we uh, we watched a Teen Titans Go to the movies last week. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah, that was just silly. <laughs> <laughs> That was just too silly. But I tell you that, what was it? He, um, when the Teen Titans, they go back and they take away the, what was it? When they have the montage of removing superheroes from oh the, my, the timeline. But because they're little baby superheroes. <laughs> I won't forget that. <laughs> and they're awesome, like, what they say is like they're awesome. Their theme song? Theme song, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was silly. I want to say like you'd pass on it. I mean, you can go see it when it was out, but yeah. Okay. Um, what else? We went into this briefly on our Netflix episode, but Mowgli. Oh, yeah. Did not like that one at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I would not recommend watching it. Okay. I wish I didn't watch it. <laughs> all right. The only thing... What would I say? I thought that, I guess, on a technical, te- level? Yeah, technical level, that it was good for for that aspect. And, like, the only scene that I thought was, like, standout, most interesting, was, like, that water scene with Shere Khan mm-hmm. trying to rinse off the kill that he just had and Mowgli at the underneath it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing that stuck out. But I think, didn't you mention it on your podcast? I believe so. Yeah, I what happens to that little There's a thing that happens that, that, that distressed you quite a bit. Yeah, so okay. I don't like that movie. Okay. <laughs> and speaking of Netflix releases, we watched like a whopping half hour of The Christmas Chronicle, the Kurt Russell Santa Claus movie. Yeah, unfortunately I can't recommend more of anything of that because I didn't watch the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> um, back around Thanksgiving we saw Instant Family. That was a good one. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, we saw Mortal Engines. That one I fell asleep in. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't feeling well, but I mean, it looked goofy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From what I was watching before I fell asleep on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. What happened? I guess I'll be spoiler, right? A lot of things. You just let me know afterwards. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious because I, I was up to the point where they meet the, um, the like outlaw one, the uh-huh. Asian character mm-hmm. i saw that and then that's when i fell asleep okay <laughs> so i don't know what happened that's embarrassing it's not embarrassing <laughs> you could blame the movie <laughs> we saw it on imax like i mean it was quite a big show so if you weren't engaged enough to you know i was like it was a long day it was a long day i didn't feel well so that's that's bad though. Okay. The last thing here, uh, you did see blind spotting with me. We watched blind spotting. Yeah, I did. That's a thumbs up. I think that'd be an interesting one to like dive into, like when you're in college, mm-hmm. to talk about, given just like um, like race and everything, because it's interesting with the characters' relationships too. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking about that scene with the burger. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know we're big fans of blind spotting on this podcast. Yes. So, uh, all right. Well, that's on the quickies. Tim. Right, thank you. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on now. Let's get to let's get to our main review, which is for Mary Poppins Returns. I was flying the kite and it got caught on a nanny. Mary Poppins. Who came back? You seem hardly to have aged at all. Really, one never discusses a woman's age, Michael. Would have hoped I taught you better. What brings you here after all this time? Same thing that brought me the first time. I've come to look after the bank's children. Us? Oh, yes, you too. That should have been some of the trailer for Mary Poppins Returns. Taking place 25 years after the original Mary Poppins, Returns is set in Depression-era London and puts focus on a new generation of the Banks family members. Ben Wishaw and Emily Mortimer star as the adult Michael and Jane, and Michael has a few kids of his own now, though his wife has recently passed. Emily Blunt now stars as Mary Poppins, who, you guessed it, returns to help the Banks family once again letting the kids have fun with their imagination and helping Michael and Jane rediscover theirs. Lin-Manuel Miranda co-stars as a lamplighter named Jack, and there's some business about Colin Firth as an evil bank manager. 
But Anna, I want to ask you first, where are you with the original Mary Poppins? And where are you coming at it with this new movie? Okay, original Mary Poppins. I remember it vaguely. And I already had mentioned that I like the like the sidewalk scene. So I definitely remember that. And I remember the songs. Uh-huh. I don't really remember quite much. I think I can have a hand of like remembering the story. But it's not like... I wouldn't say I put it as my favorite Disney movie. And I know you mentioned before, like, if I revisit or we both revisit it, because I know how you feel about that one. Appreciate it more, right? Mm-hmm. And then going to Mary Poppins Returns, I wasn't super excited of, like, needing to go watch this movie. Like, it wasn't like, babe, I need to go see this movie. Drop everything uh-huh. <laughs> to go see it. But I think it's well made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't want to talk about it, but it feels like I'll probably go into moments where it feels like it's unfair to equate it to origi- the Mary Poppins. But there are moments in the film where it's just like, it kind of takes you out because then you're thinking so much of it being like a tribute to it. But I think the cast is fine. They do a great job. There's the production design for the movie, specifically when we talk about like their little animated scene. That's, like, really done well. Mm-hmm. And there's moments where the whole lamp, the lamplighters, the Learys, mm-hmm. that it feels very theatrical. And so, like, I like those aspects of, like, giving that Rob Marshall has a background with, like, doing these type of musicals, like, to film, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you had mentioned earlier, like, Annie, when we were talking off. In Chicago. In Chicago. So he has experience with these type of films mm-hmm. so going into this and seeing that it was it was kind of like wow this is a good one and coming out of the theater i was like i'd watch it again with you which is rare yes <laughs> it's a very rare occurrence like when do i ever want to be like please let's go see this again um but what did you think about it well and where are your feelings with the original well with the original i'm similar as far as i have an appreciation for it because it exists it's not my favorite movie. I didn't grow up like watching it over and over, mm-hmm. um, but I certainly know the songs, and like I, I can recognize it as like I understand why this is a classic. But yeah, the going into this one, it's not. It, I feel like I'm in the perfect realm of. It's not like I need this to be like the best thing, or else I'm just not going to care for it whatsoever. I can sit and watch this new Mary Poppins, and be like, all right, let's see what you got. The only real questionable element was honestly Rob Marshall because I'm not the biggest fan of Rob Marshall films. Um, so to my surprise, this is like the best Rob Marshall <laughs> film. Um, I was very satisfied with what Mary Poppins Returns delivered. I think it does an absolutely great job of revisiting elements of the original and making it fresh um, for this new film. I can understand the level of criticism that comes at it for being kind of a, having like equivalent parts for each part of the original as far as the different songs what have you and but i i think the story does a good job of telling a new kind of giving you something new to work with while referencing the original in ways that work in a similar do, do you think the story is too much of an, um the same arc not i mean to a point sure and i can understand a, you know the idea of necessity of this movie yeah, I mean, the, the goal is you're making money and whatnot mm-hmm. for Stuford Disney, but I do think the effort was there to make it work. I, I didn't, I got emotional watching this movie, uh, which I think is a credit to good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I liked what I was seeing. I liked everything that was going on in this film. I think it did a great job of presenting me a new take on Mary Poppins. Right, and uh, I think the story, I would agree too, like it's, some can argue that it's the same thing, but it does it well. I mean, I would, I'd say the, I mean, you can look at some of the other Disney remakes of recent times and which regardless of which ones are better or worse, but I think the most closer related film to this, especially given the kind of time period between installments is The Force Awakens. I think The Force Awakens is a really fun Star Wars movie that very much is indebted to original Star Wars. Um, it's taking a, you know, very similar plot lines and elements and making it into a kind of new version. And I think that's what this movie's doing separated by multiple decades before you finally got there you brought that up with the multiple decades is this the longest between a live action 
Because this is what fifty four. I have to look that up, but I'm I, I I'm sure if it's not, it's you know very close to being the because that's what I was trying lo- to think the of. longest the time space in between sequels. I yes, I hear what you're saying for sure. Yeah, it's like what fifty four years. It's a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you do like that speedy like look it up thing when you record? I can try <laughs> to do that, but in the meantime, I just like to talk more okay. about the movie. <laughs> I was just curious because you brought up, like, the gap between, like, um, Star Wars and stuff, too. So I'm just, like, trying to think right now where it's, like, is, could this be, like, the longest? I mean, again, it's it's got to be high up there. That's for sure. But, yeah, as far as this movie goes, I was a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. I, th- I do think that the, the story that they are telling worked for me. I, I, I like that the focus is on what. So I know you like Christopher Robin more than I did. I wasn't big on that movie, but I feel like this is the movie that that was trying to be. Yes. As far as giving me... I understand that. Something that feels high energy while, you know, being set in London. Like, even London looked good in this movie. Like, Christopher Robin, everything felt so dreary. Well, see, with that, because it's supposed to be dreary. I understand. Yeah, there's a melancholiness that comes with that. I get that. But I understand. I will agree with you with the storyline of how, like, in Winnie the... Or... Christopher Robin, mm-hmm. how when Pooh comes into the story, mm-hmm. he's kind of like tagging along with Christopher Robin and leaves his daughter just like by herself. And in this movie, when Mary Poppins does return, she's there and she kind of like puts the kids back into being children because we have that scene where the kids are trying to figure out how to save the house. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what would mom do? And then they want to sell the, what is it, a vase? A vase, yeah. And that whole, like, scene of seeing the kids like that, it's like, oh, poor kiddos, you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't get that in Christopher Robin. The little girl, like, goes off with her mom to, like, one of their houses. Well, like, my biggest issue there was, um, like, why <laughs> Christopher Robin, my issue was you <laughs> McGregor, like, they, he's, the person he's playing is so much of a nice guy where it's like, I don't need Pooh to be here to stop you from doing your work. Mm-hmm. Like you're not helping anything, uh, and it it made me it annoyed me because like you could be getting the stuff that you need to be done and then go spend time with your family because you're just a responsible adult. This movie makes it different. It takes a pl- it takes a place where first the kids are the pr- have the perspective. Chris mm-hmm. Robin could have done better if I th- if Pooh interacted with his child, right. with his daughter, and you went with that, mm-hmm. and then you have him in the background doing whatever he needs to do. This movie does do that. It focuses on Mary the Poppins kids. and the kids. And has Michael in the background dealing with his issues, and eventually they all intertwine. Exactly. And I liked that story. It may be a bit, not the most original thing as far as, like, the wife died, so now he's sad, and he has to rediscover things. But if that's a that's, that leads you into getting an effectively told story, and I think Ben Lashaw does a good job as the father. Like, oh, I, okay. I can't, like he has a song there at the beginning where he sings things about basically missing his wife. And he's and so emotional, and it's is. very, it is emotional. Like, mm-hmm. you can get teary-eyed from that because... It feels so heartfelt, and that goes with a strong performance given by him. And I agree with you. Like, it's not to talk down about Christopher Robin. I know, again, yes, we're both, like, on different sides with that film. But it is true. If they did the same storyline with this film to Christopher Robin, and Pooh was there for the girl and and all Pooh's friends, and that Ewan McGregor is you know, trying to solve his problems in the background, then you would get maybe a more effective story because, yeah, he ends up, we're not trying to get into that whole review for Christopher Robin, but he pulls him into his, back to 100 Acre Wood, mm-hmm. 100 Acre Wood, and for a good majority of the time, and it's just like, the daughter is just at home. Yeah, it could have focused on it. We don't need to talk more about Christopher Robin. We should talk more about this movie. Let me answer your question, by the way, about sequels. Not counting the directed video, Bambi 2, Fantasia (laughs) Fantasia 2000, which even then that's kind of loose because it's not really like a narrative sequel. It's more of like more music. So 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 which one? So it would be Mary Poppins. It is Mary Poppins? Yes. All right, being the longest between. Between sequels at this point, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, But no, I agree, though, like this storyline with this movie is very effective, regardless if you want to say it's not original. I I can, I I mean, again, that's why I feel like we're kind of like the ideal audience where it's like, yeah, we know it, but it's not like one of our huge movies that we definitely need to like, we needed to be, we didn't want, I didn't walk into Mary Poppins Returns thinking this definitely has to be a new classic or else it's no good. Right. And I think that's kind of, and, and I think I, that's I get, what's happening I, right I, now I, though, right? With yeah. People. And I understand like the, there's a weirdness to 
you know, wanting to celebrate the 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 corporate movie that's <laughs> that's like we're going to definitely make a ton of money off this because we're revisiting Mary Poppins. At the same time, they did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Like I like what they did. You talk about the production design. I think the production design is incredible in this movie. It's very incredible. And then you even have like the costume design is amazing too. And I was reading how San is it Sandy Powell or yeah, Sandy Powell. She did. Um, she painted the costumes mm-hmm. and everything from the buttons to the ties. And just to create a layering effect, and I like the watercolor look too, given, like, I think they did a lot of research of, like, is it a boss? I mean, like, trying to think of what it is, the kids break. Because it's like a bowl. It's like a big bowl. <laughs> yeah. It's a spittoon. I, I, I don't really, know. I want to know what it is, so it's going to bother me. But um, that was just really beautiful to look at, like, the, the watercolor type look. And, yes, the costume design and the production design in this movie is is fantastic. Well, I think those are the things to take away as far as like what the movie does accomplish. Yes, I that's mean, what sticks it's out. It's another film that because you have the modern technology and I mean, it, it's not a matter of like, look how great the CG is, but it's a matter of look how much effort they put into making this movie feel like the original Mary Poppins, but do it in a different way. And so you have them step into an animated world. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of creative musical numbers as far as how those sets are designed. And we'll talk about the music soon because there's certainly plenty to talk about there. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I think it did a great job of recreating this kind of style of filmmaking for a new a younger audience yeah, and this that is... can also that can grow up watching Mary Poppins the original and they can also watch this one. Did you know it's the first time to have hand-drawn animation since 2011's Winnie the Pooh? That's not surprising, I'll tell you that much. And that's what's amazing about so Rob Marshall and I know you don't really like his films and what have you like as a director and like this is the one that stands out for you. But like he really like dedicated I think his time because I was reading briefly that I guess Mary Poppins is like one of his favorite movies mm-hmm. and he just wanted to make sure he made it in the same spirit of like Mary Poppins. So I guess that can be like troubling for a filmmaker because it's like you want to impress people and make sure people of like who really enjoy watching the original can enjoy and take away and be like that was great. But then again, like for you and I or other people who aren't known probably or even know about it, there being a Mary Poppins out there in 1964, you know, film that they this is their Mary Poppins. Okay. And so it's he does do a tribute. And I don't know if that ends up being not fair because like you said, we're going to probably go into the music, too. Mm-hmm. But it ends up being a hard line where it's like is something like this being a tribute can hurt a film because then you get people from different sides saying, well, this is just like a cookie cutter of Mary Poppins and all the songs are like hitting the same mark of the original ones, but they're not as grand as the other ones. Well, let's get back to that, but after we play this clip. Oh my goodness. Yes, it's quite a mess. Yes, it is. What are all your art things doing up here? Oh, I wasn't using them anymore. Should probably just get rid of it all. Have you looked in Father's old desk? I honestly can't remember why we kept most of this stuff to begin with. I mean, why on earth did we save this old broken thing? Don't you remember that kite? We used to love flying that with Mother and Father. Well, it won't fly anymore. Out it goes. No looking back. What you're saying about Ron Marshall, a director being tasked with adapting one of his favorite films for like a new generation, I think that like the same thing happened with like Peter Jackson, where he had King Kong, which he loves. King Kong's like one of his favorite, if not his favorite movie. And he had this challenge of like, well, now I'm going to make my own King Kong, which he wanted to do forever. And he finally did it. And of course, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's, it's an interesting proposition to put a filmmaker in where they're like at a point where we've gone, you know, multiple decades past when something originally came out and now they're tasked to do it anew again and again i like what was handled here i like what he was able to put forth i think there's a lot of creative things going on but let's let's use that to segue to the musical numbers because okay. obviously the movie's a musical it's like mm-hmm. the original and well what do you think what do you think of like as a from a music standpoint from a music standpoint probably not as strong <laughs> if you want i know it's probably gonna be unfair to to challenge these songs against Mary Poppins, Mm because you had Jolly Holiday, and you had, I can't say that word, the long one. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. (laughs) And A Spoonful of Sugar, and Let's Go Fly a Kite, which is a song that stuck with my head. I was like, 
what how many years ago now when i was in grad school mm-hmm. i literally would sing let's not go that fly. long ago <laughs> it feels like it was a while <laughs> it feels like it's been three years <laughs> but oh yeah that's not true because i've been okay well anyways um i'm getting back on track like let's go fly a kite that's such a catchy song mm-hmm. i would like hum it or sing it when i was going to class mm-hmm. and this is like so many years after well like in the 90s i saw I would guess like Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. And so they're not at the same level of those songs. I mean, yeah, but that's like... The only song Mm -hmm. that I can take away from here was like the very last one, the balloon. Yeah, and And, I think Triple Little Light Fantastic is fun. But like, I know what you're saying and I don't disagree. I mean, it's it's one of those impossible asks once again, where it's like, here's a new movie based off one that has is known for at least five like, you know, giant singles that everyone kind of knows offhand. Mm-hmm. So you can't like immediately be like, well, here's some songs that we got that are definitely going to set the world on fire in the same way that these classic tunes did. But do you think like the songs are marrying too much from like Mary Poppins? Because you can dig into it. I'm, sh- I'm sure you're knowledge enough to where you've seen like maybe stories about like how like the trip light is that what was it trip light fantastic triple little light fantastic yeah trip okay that's gonna be like a tongue twister so i'm not gonna go there (laughs) but like how that mirrors the The step step in time time. yeah and i mean yeah yes you can can go one-on-one with each of them and Mm -hmm. like pretty much find like an equivalent song factor but that's not i mean again that comes with the territory of the movie itself can you i was just like that trip a little light fantastic mm-hmm. like that scene was just like which involved bmx bikes i was gonna say <laughs> it's like kind of spectacular it's just like you sit there and like you know they're doing their numbers and all of a sudden out of nowhere these bmx bikes riders come down oh, and that's how like, i know lamplighters to be <laughs> and it's just like all over the place but that's a very um very theatrical like staged moment and like Gosh, now that I, because I wasn't even thinking about, like, Rob Marshall and, like, what he did before, but, like, trying to think of Annie. Like, it's a similar thing of, like, the kids doing, an, it's a hard knock life. I'm trying to remember it. Same, like, the same, like, you uh-huh. know, th- theatrics to it. Yeah. And so, I'm just I'm wondering if, like, it is unfair to do that. Like To do what? To compare. To compare and it's not. I, I mean, mean, it's not unfair. It comes up the territory. <laughs> it's a matter of how much, how well you have a job you do at it. And... You know, I'm no song expert, and I'm not one to tell everybody what's supposed to be popular or not. Mm-hmm. All I can say is that while watching the movie, I was pleased by the songs. It helps that the arrangements and just the visualization, the visualization of them, like the, the one where the kids and Mary Poppins they go under into the bathtub, and there's all the underwater stuff going on. I think there's a lot of clever use of special well, effects in that. Special sequence. effects, and then again, going back to production, all of that adds to the elements of, mm-hmm. I guess. Is helping the song for mm-hmm. you to remember it because honestly, like to right now, I can only think really is the the Learys, which is such a weird. It sounds like a disease, <laughs> like the Learys. Like it sounds like an old. He's like, got the Learys. It sounds like something from the Depression, like a. How's John doing? He's still got the rickets. <laughs> no, but he's got exactly. the Learys. You see, it does. I'm sorry. Like it keeps popping my head. I'm like, why is it Learys? And like it just. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm thinking maybe it's trying to get into like this modern, like cool hipness because like you have Lin Manuel Miranda, and I'm sure he had an element maybe. Of, but like, I mean, that comes. I mean, is that like it's the <laughs> that's the equivalent of getting Dick Van Dyke, who's a popular comedy star at that time, right? slash song and dance man at that time. That's well, what you like. Who else do you? Hmm. Who else are you supposed to cast? You cast the guy that's known for song singing and dancing, right? <laughs> and do you think he's strong here though? Yeah, I think he does a good job. Like, I'm not going to say this is like. The, the pivotal performance of his career, but I think the cast in general is all very good, and I think he adds to that. I like that he pays homage to Dick Van Dyke as far as, like, having this kind of t- bad British accent, but, like, on per- like it's knowing, like, it's Yeah, it's I was going to ask, because, like, it goes in and out, and he doesn't really keep it, right? Or... It goes in and out, but, I mean, it's on... It's not like you watch a movie at this point and be like, oh, he probably got it. Like, they know what they're doing. Like, they, well, yeah. they, they could change that if they wanted to. And so, like, given that, too, like, talking about, since we're focusing on the songs, honestly, again, like, I feel like it does do a step-by-step of the of the Mary Poppins 1964. Is it 1964? 64, yeah. And how you can sync them to, like, their yeah. songs. Or even, like, Meryl Streep's um, Turning Turtle. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, like, supposed to be kind of, like, the similar character of, like, I don't know what the original character's name. You can't ask me that because I don't remember. But, like, was it Love to Laugh? And yeah. How like they that. get themselves to get up into the ceiling and stuff and they're yeah. laughing and they get... I, they get sad and they go back down. Like, I remember bits and pieces. If you want to talk movie. about performances, by the way, Meryl Streep comes in here and just like, all right. It just, at this point, whenever it's these movies, it just feels like she's like, oh, I was on set this day. I go, like, let me just, let me just pop in. Okay, Meryl, let's, let's design a whole, like, sequence around you in a musical number. And, like, most of the musical numbers pretty much stop the movie in its tracks. So we're like, all right, it's time for a song. Yeah. Hers comes in and it's like, all right, we're doing like I even, I like the song. I like that sequence. Like it's the fun. turning turtle. <laughs> it, it's fun. Like it's probably on the lower end of the spectrum as far as the songs go. But like it it does feel like the most like we're really stopping things dead right now just so we can have like an and credit for Meryl Streep to be in here and like give a performance also. I mean, I feel like because she's playing like a character too. It's not just yes. like hey, Meryl's here. It's like I'm playing a character with like a but a, a Polish accent. <laughs> I'm related to Mary Poppins, which makes me very much very curious how what the spirit world of Mary Poppins is. She's like this immortal being who's friends with lamplighters and chimney sweeps and has cousins, even though she's like magical. I don't, know, I don't quite understand. Well, like what <laughs> caught me with that number was like. I mean, you could probably just skip that one, but then it kind of stops for a second just to. Because I don't remember what they're doing. Well, they go there because right. they broke the bowl and she oh, can she fix the fix bowl. Things. But, like, That's right. when they get to her house, she she's can't. like upside down or something. And so she's like, but oh, see, we need to get myself back right side up and then I can fix your bowl for I you. I get it because, like, that's kind of like a clever, like, little cute thing. Yeah. It's like a turtle and, like, a turtle being upside down in the yeah. shell. And then. So, yeah, but, like, again, I don't feel like they're as catchy like let's go fly a kite yeah, you're not well, gonna be humming like i'm humming let's go fly a kite in grad school like so many years since you know mary poppins i'm not gonna i don't find myself humming trip a little light fantastic but or i mean again turning it, turtle it's a it's a mix of the movie you know you can't walk in the movie thinking this that this needs to be a classic and it automatically becomes that and even the songs i mean that Yes, those are, but they're also like baked into the the consciousness of everybody's mind because it's been around for like half a century. These ones, I'm not gonna say these are going like 50 years from now. People are gonna be necessarily singing these ones. They could be. I don't know. It's a, well, it's a possibility. Guess... But I I will say it's like I'm not the best as far as like knowing which songs are popular or not. Like I'm aware that this is the um the gr- greatest showman soundtrack is huge. I can't rem- I can remember maybe two of those songs, but I'm not nearly as like well versed as some people are. Well, see, okay. Now you're bringing that up because I'm like, I don't think any of the songs really particularly were good in that movie. So it's just like this. Yeah, but you're aware that it is a very popular soundtrack. A lot of people do like those songs. I don't think the music is good. Overall done. And like here, I mean, I think I have a pretty good ear and, you know, everyone has their own opinion. But I think I have a good slant of like when I hear something, I'm like, that could be like a hit or something like that. Uh Like... You mentioned on last week's show, you've been playing Sunflower. Uh-huh. Like, that is something I can hear, like, with some headphones, and, like, you hear it, and it's like, yeah. Even if it's not going to be a hit or anything, that's a song, and it it makes the movie, too. It's so well sewn into the movie of Spider-Verse. But, yeah, these songs, it's just, I don't honestly think some kid, like how I am, where I saw Mary Poppins' 1964 film, and... I don't know why I'm going to keep referring it that way, but, <laughs> but like, how I saw that, like, in early 90s, uh-huh. and then, what is it, like, 2000 or 18, so maybe it was, like, 2016 or something, I'm, like, humming, let's go fly a kite. I don't think someone my age, or someone who's younger than I am, let's just take someone who's, like, 9 or something, or 10, who's watching this movie, and then given a span of, like, 33 years or something, that they're, like, humming, let's trip a little light fantastic. Like, it's, I don't think... I don't it's think gonna... it's out of the realm of possibility, though. <laughs> I don't I'm not, see... I'm not, I'm not saying that these are classic songs, once again, but I am saying someone that grows up watching this movie in the same way that someone will watch Mary Poppins, there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like... Like, these songs do fit, like, I'm like looking, looking at these at titles, them. I'm looking at the, we're looking at the screen right now that has all the names on. I can remember the Can You, that's the one where they're underwater, the Can You Imagine That. I can remember the the, the, the rhythm of that song. I can remember the, the kind of the chorus But I see it. how this is sewn into the movie. Where, yes, of course. Like, I mean, any song is going to be sewn, that, that's the reason why it's in it, but, like, Yeah, whether it's, it's this there. or Pitbull's cover of uh, Africa oh, in, even, in Aquaman. No, thank you. I don't even like that song. <laughs> so, like, 
it's just oh gosh that was just weird placing of <laughs> getting back to that now because like honestly about music that was so bothersome for that movie i feel like they should just kept with the score and not have any i was very thrown off by the um, not even that there was a lot of like needle drops in that movie yeah. I was like why are there so many needle drops in aquaman What's like happening? bumblebee makes sense because it's, yeah, like, it's in the 80s it's 80s supposed to do that yes but then in transformer it's like what's or aquaman aquaman it's like, what's going on here? And that was just like out of the <laughs> the blue. And I don't even like that song. Is it Toto who sings Africa? Yes. I, oh, my goodness. So that doesn't help either. But like looking at these set lists of like songs, they totally follow the storyline. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're there for. I don't think they're there for you to like have it in your radio and blast it. I, and I mean, like, that's... That is part of the, the what they're trying to do, though. Again, I'm not saying that it's necessarily going to be this full successful thing of like each of these songs or some of these songs is going to be, you know, going the distance and and going the distance and, and like you know Hercules being, being played off the ch- played off the charts on the way that some other ones are. But I do, I mean, I do think there's more to it than just like they made songs that kind of go with the movie. They made songs intending them to be a hit soundtrack. And then, well, yeah, and it's like the only thing I feel like I remember is like that balloon song and I'm wondering if I'm like it sticks with me more because you have Lansbury singing it Mm -hmm. who is a trained vocalist whereas that's what I was going to say too is like I understand like Lin-Manuel Miranda can he does his own spoof of singing and it's to each your own of like what's singing like because you know the other ones are trained like Emily Blunt is like she's a singer and then the Shaw is it's like he's a a trained singer compare again because I know they had that whole story go out like how why Julie Andrews stepped down even coming into the movie because she wanted Emily Blunt to be her own which is you want to distract right which is understandable as an artist but to have her own but she is an Aquaman Oh my god. Julie Andrews is in the, one movie this, this she's in one movie this winter and Which it's is, not Mary Poppins. It's because Aquaman. They, change, they do like some changing of her voice too, so it's that's Well yeah, you're not walking to Aquaman thinking I hope my Julie Andrews oh is very goodness. recognizable. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you can tell, but you it's weird. But anyways, getting back to this where Julie Andrews mm-hmm. thinking about to those songs, she can carry I'm not saying Emily Blunt was the worst. But, like, she's not really a singer. Well, yeah, she's not known for her singing. She can. She was in, in, no. she was in Rob Marshall's Into the Woods and, like, what have you. But I think it's more of, like, you're able to carry a tune. And it's in this singing comparison. Julie Andrews is singing. Yeah, and it's also, and, that's a movie coming out of a time period where there are a lot more of those kinds of actors that are yes. that are trained to not only be actor performers, but they're trained to be theatrical and musical performers. And this, in my comparison... Is Emily Blunt? She's saying the words in a nice tune, but she's not singing. I suspect, and I'm never incorrect, that you're far too old to give in to imagination. No, not yet. Some people like to splash and play. Can you imagine that? And take a seaside holiday. Can you imagine that? Too much glee leaves rings around the brain. Take that joy and send it down the drain. Some people like to laugh at life and giggle through the day. They think the world's a brand new shiny toy. And if while dreaming in the clouds they fall and go splat. Although they're down and bent in half, they brush right off and start to laugh. Can you imagine that? And I haven't seen Into the Woods, so I don't. But again... I mean, it's largely, from what I can recall, it's largely the same, but I mean... But it's again, it's like you're just wording things... Instead of singing things. She is singing, though. There are songs where she's, she's, she's singing songs in the movie. I honestly don't think she's singing. <laughs> okay. She's carrying... Oh, that would, you'll say it's singing. But, like, what I'm trying to explain is, like, if you want to go and do the compare and contrast, Julie Andrews in Mary Poppins is a vocalist and she sings. And Emily Blunt in this movie, she's carrying a tune with these words. And it's not like... If you put her and Julie Andrews side by side, but, I mean... She has. I understand. We're not disagreeing on this. <laughs> you're just. You're, I don't know. You, you don't need to convince around. me that Julie Andrews is a better singer than she is. Like I get that. But regardless, because even like Lin Manuel Miranda, he's doing 
his own way of things. Oh, his first song, he gets he's singing his song with the and lamps lighting like... and then one under the London sky and all this stuff. <laughs> and I get that type of style, I do, because I know where that's coming from. But I just feel like that's why these songs aren't as grand because you don't have actual trained vocalists, like people who know how or can really sing. Like I'm not denying this. I'm not denying that the songs aren't going to be measured up with in, at the same height in the heights as the Mary Poppins songs. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, <laughs> I'm just saying that. I mean, I th- there's an effective job done for this movie to make the music enjoyable enough. Well, how so? comparisons if you want emily blunt and julie andrews so i feel like julie andrews mm, is a better mary poppins but just like how she wanted her to have her own like presence presence on the screen it's good for what it is i i think i mean if there are shortcomings in the movie that you can level at it as far as how familiar the story material is i i think that blunt and miranda and Bashaw and Water, but like I think the actors all do a very good job here. And yeah, specifically for Mary Poppins, I do think Blunt does a really good job in this movie. Like of, as far as playing the titular character and having this sort of attitude you need to have to play Mary Poppins, who in this version, which seems to lean a little harder on what Travers is doing in the book, as far as having her be a bit more sardonic and the kind of nonchalanceness towards the whimsy. I, mm-hmm. I I think that's here. I think that's what she's bringing to it. It's not a performance that seems to be aping Julie Andrews. It's taking it not in a completely new direction. Like it still feels like Mary Poppins, but I do think she's doing strong work to make this character work. Yeah, I agree. You know, like with the cast, just in general. With the it's another like just like Rob Marshall coming on to direct this movie. It's a pretty impossible ask to be like you're going to be the new Mary Poppins. Like that's an iconic character, right? Which is like definitely hard to live up to right it can and be but i do think she does a good job i'm just like very curious though like when they sat down to write this because like i forgot how many books these are right like, it's like three books that she wrote because yeah. like there's seven or eight or there's something. like a bunch of books but like but there's, there's like, like the, three that travers that like out. wrote yeah. okay and so i'm just curious i haven't read the books but i have an uh idea of like what's supposed to happen in the storylines of like who's involved so i'm curious like how they were able to sit down that's why i'm thinking about like they used the original to probably like help guide them and to create this like tribute instead because it's like the kids are grown up and the kids in the stories i don't think grow up i think they're just still like the kids okay right i i can't say i can't say either way i would assume that they're probably just still the same still the being's kids but then it's also interesting because they're supposed to be, like, twins, too. But, like, even in the Mary Poppins, there's no twins. It's just the boy and the girl. So it's interesting to see how things are pulled out to create a storyline. Uh-huh. But, like, so it's just, like, where does this leery come from? And it's, like, that's just an idea then? Well, it's just a... Because it's no just it's just, a, it's just a number of way of updating things to kind of make it feel fresh. I get, I get it. Like, I, if you're going to make a new Mary Poppins movie, I wouldn't necessarily want to see... Another. If you already if you already know how closely this skews oh, to the so original wait. one, you wouldn't want to do exactly like you wouldn't have more chimney sweeps because what's of, the time period then for this one? It's the Great Depression. The first one is set in 1910. This one's set in 1935. So it's okay. 25 years after the first one. Okay, so I can see then maybe that's also a yeah, so you, yeah you age up the technology like, a bit yeah, or just like how no, the city operates. No chimney sweeps. It's still now. chimney, but yeah, like you can put a focus on something different just because that's creative. Okay, like, that's, you know. well, because I was like really curious like thinking about it i'm like well again when they do adaptations of things books to films is not really going to stick all the way through uh-huh. so i'm like well why well, even then this, this character is, i mean even then this is not a direct adaptation of a book it has <coughs> elements of the other books mm-hmm. just to you know give you some kind of like hey this is indebted to travers or what have you but it's still doing its own thing it's written by david mcgee who i believe wrote a um, uh, life of high um yep he did and finding neverland yeah, so there you go. Did we talk about like it being hand drawn? The animation segment, uh, not not particularly, no. But oh, just like how it's the first time since like 2011. Oh, you did mention through. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just amazing because like just to dive into that again, that's probably like my favorite part of the film when Mary Poppins and the kids, and what's his name? Jack. His name's Jack. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I feel like it'd be. So- I don't know. 
Bert. Jack. Jack. Jack the Lamplighter. Jack the... Okay. Oh, Jack be nimble? Sure. Jack be quick? Sure. Jack jump over the candlestick? Yep. Okay, but there's no candlesticks, but it's light. But anyways, how they jump into because the, the vase breaks. Mm-hmm. Or the bowl. The Gosh, bowl. I she feel spins, really She bad. spins it around, flowers appear, they get inside. And that's, and they just, go. that's a nice moment when that those flowers appear on the screen and it just dives into this whole other animated world now. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. And that they really took the time to sit down of like the original, like waves of like doing hand-drawn well, just, animation it, style. It looks great. And I think it's a wildly creative when they have like the costumes and how like they've, like you said, they painted them, right? Like, mm-hmm. so it's, it has this like alive feel like they're in the cartoon. Like it really works. It's a really interesting look of how, what they do there. And that would be neat. I'm sure like if they do extras on their Blu-ray mm-hmm. of like how they have to do that. Because there's like a way when you do animation like that, you're supposed to like not have like the characters touch things or something. Well, because yeah, I mean, they certainly trips like trips the animation. There's an older way to look at it as far as like how they did it with the original Mary Poppins. This one has the you know the luxury of being a certain oh, with modern true. technology, so they yeah. can have them be more immersed within the animated characters around them. So, so like they're on, doing the same they're thing. like they're on the stage, right, and they're dancing with like very much with them, not just mm-hmm. like in front of a special green screen area. It feels like, like they're the right there in them. Carriage ride, and they're talking with the them. carriage ride. Yeah, exactly. Or like so. or when um when Blue Manuel Miranda when Jack is like walking up the books and they're throwing books at him and he's walking up though like that's there's a lot of really creative stuff in that sequence so it's just very that's a very spectacular like scene in the movie i mm-hmm. think that's like my favorite it's a really cool sequence because it's like going back to our know everybody question like that's i would like to do that like that'd be fun to jump into an animated world like that mm-hmm. and it's so neat to see because you don't get to see that much now like what I said like that. It was 2011, Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. And now it's just been like CG this and CG that. Whereas like they sat down. In America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. And like. Besides Leica. <laughs> right. Where they took the time to do some hand-drawn animation. And it'd be nice for like to see that in film again. Like just, you know, pop up here and there. Because it is a very beautiful thing to see and that whole scene it was neat to see and all the characters and the kids running around too and yeah that book scene when they and he's walking up and it mm-hmm. just like it looks like it just sticks and it's really neat let's talk about some of the other actors in the movie there's other actors there are other actors yes i mean you have ben Wishaw and emily mortimer as the adult banks children mm-hmm. oh well like because then well we talked about the dad yeah ben, ben Wishaw. yeah michael michael and then what's the sister's name? Jane. Jane. And... And much like her mother, she's, like, taking up, like, labor activist causes and everything. She's right. The suffragettes in the first one. So. Mm-hmm. They do really well. Yuri, we talked about, like, how being Michael, like, he was Shaw, like, he evokes this emotion that you feel very sad for him. And you feel like the place he is, like, going through a loss and he's just so heartbroken and his the love of his life is gone and he has these kids and he wants to be there for his kids and then his sister's there trying to help out as much as possible too mm-hmm. and and he's dealing with these with losing the house possibly yeah and it's, oh and they have the neighbor that's still um shooting the cannon oh, off at night yeah. uh, david warner yes. uh, plays it trons david warner <laughs> teenage mutant ninja turtle 2 secret of the ooze is david <laughs> warner plays the old captain now that's yeah and that's a fun one that was i remember that it's just so fun to like it's a nice See. touch to bring back for sure, mm-hmm. I li- and I like how they do it. I, this movie's very fun. I want to say, like, I do think it, there's a lot of fun to be had, especially if you're sitting there not expecting this to measure up to the original Mary Poppins. Just, like, just want to go see a fun movie. I think there's a lot of fun to be had here. Oh yeah, I agree. But even yeah, so they both they do really well. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone in this film that does a horrible job. You've, you've got a lot of Paddington cast members here because you have Ben Wishaw, who's yes. the voice of Paddington. You have Julie Walters and mm-hmm. here is their, uh, their housekeeper. Mm-hmm. I think she's fun. Oh, yeah. What There's a scene. Is it because... Oh, someone's at the door? Yeah. Like, that scene was kind of... There's a lot of, like, business stuff they kind of give her. It's like she's, like, holding pots here or there. She's talking uh-huh. to people, leaves somebody somewhere, comes back to them later. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, it's a lot it of fun, fun... It's like dry British stuff. That yeah, they do, like, and it's fun. And it goes back and forth, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's some people at the door. And it's, like you said, it's dry, but it's funny. You have the original Paddington voice before Ben Wishaw came, Colin Firth. <laughs> so you had both Paddingtons in this movie. <laughs> 
I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Paddington Squared. Mm-hmm. That's very neat. Um, Colin Firth. Well, what do you think of Mr. Weatherwall? I like how like cartoonishly villainy he is. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about like depth of the character. It's just like I'm just gonna be the mean. bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's so mean. And it's just so upsetting because you get that scene with the kids. Just like sneaking around the bank. Yeah, and they hear like negative reaction to like how he can't wait and he's not even going to care before midnight or whatever. He's just like, that's it. The house is gone. And the kids learn about it. But then he like turns around. He's like, oh, I'll look for it. You know, he's devious. Like that whole scene when Michael goes in there and he's like oh I'll look and then he does the call like get everything so he can just destroy everything and yeah it's very like (laughs) and they have fun with the animated segment where like they incorporate the actual villains into the animated segment like they have for like voicing one of the Mm -hmm. like the evil like he's a pocket watch or something so it's like it kind of tips you off Mm -hmm. so it's like it's there's fun stuff like that oh yeah oh gosh that I really like that animated scene (laughs) it's like my favorite I think like favorite like scene of the year or maybe that's pushing it it's a great moment no, <laughs> I don't I, know. no that's fine it's a great moment it's really neat i'll once again i'll say like i did i did feel at the end of this by throughout the movie i was like into it but like by the end of the mainly because it's just a matter like it's mary poppins so it's like it's not like you're gonna expect like the worst things to happen like you know where the story's going but there is a point where like characters realize what joy there is to have and as saccharine as that might sound i did like seeing wusha like see that and like express that that got to me that made me feel good watching this movie and the kids yeah the kids are good (laughs) yeah i mean it's like none of them stuck out it's like man this is gonna be a child actor to watch but they're like they're good they're like having a fun time they do a job they get to be kids again yeah (laughs) because that's so sad it's just like you see them like they're worrying about the house and their dad and having to figure out how to get everything solved and get the house back. Mm -hmm. But no, I agree. Like this film, it's a great tribute if you want to use it that way in terms, but it is. And when you come out of the theater, you're not going to be like, wow, I should never watch that movie. I mean, some people do feel that way, which is fine. Everyone has their opinion, but it's a good film. I, I just, I had a great time watching this movie. I was surprised by how much of a good time I had watching it. Like, knowing it's a Rob Marshall film, it's, I've been, it's been hit or miss as far as the kind of Disney remakes go. Like, some of them are better than others. And so it's like, what is this going to be? That said, I mean, they put it here for like a Christmas release. That makes me feel like, well, they must be confident in something like this. It's Mary Poppins. It should score well. Mm -hmm. And I think it delivered. I think it delivered the kind of time you'd want to have during the holidays watching a movie like this. I think you get that. I think a family could walk into this movie and come out having had a good time. It's a little long, but it's it's not that long. Is it long? It's a little over two hours. The original is two and a half hours. Okay, what is it with films? Because every time I go to the movies with you, you're always telling me it's like two hours or a little over. And it's like... What happened to a movie being like an hour and 40? I call producers and tell them to extend it so it can go. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, but seriously though, I feel like, I'm trying to remember the last time, was it like for me, maybe Free Soul 2000 or something? or something, where I felt like all of a sudden, like movies felt like they got extended to being two hours. I honestly feel every time I go to the theater with you, I'm like, how long is this movie? You tell me two hours. And I feel like if I'm going to ask you again, whatever movie comes out next, you're like, it's two hours. And I'm like, why should I even ask? And then one day when I don't ask, it's going to be an hour 40. And I'm going to be so shocked and be thinking like, wow, that movie was long. And you're like, it was short. <laughs> well, any more thoughts on um, Mary Poppins Returns? Well, gosh, I feel like maybe it could be saying something and I'm missing a point. But I still just think it's a joy to watch regardless. Yeah. And then that, you know, there's going to be Nick pics of it, of course. Okay, well, you liked the movie, right? I did. I felt what? the same way with you when we went and saw it together. Like, after leaving, it was, like, fun. hmm And it wasn't, like, Mortal Engines where I was sleepy and, like, <laughs> like having my head I feel like Mortal Engines under the bus. I know, I feel bad. I liked the movie. <laughs> I was into it. Like, I, it was, it's weird, but I dug it. <laughs> okay, it wasn't like that Netflix um, Chronicle Christmas Chronicle. <laughs> because, like, we left both enjoying it. Yeah. And it's not like that's a rarity. It's just like it was a fun movie to watch and it still will be something joyful to go and watch. When should people go and see this movie? 
Well, I think you can go watch it now. Okay. I don't see a reason of like, oh, just waiting. Especially, like you said, it's the, it's like Christmas. A lot of, what, two weeks, three weeks vacation time for some people. So, like, there's a lot of movies in the theaters right now. And it's a good family movie. And I think there's an energy that you get from watching a musical in a theater. Just like a comedy where it's like, it's infectious of, of what kind of reaction comes out of it. You can watch it on Vine. It'll look, it'll look great. Yeah. But I do think a theater experience where everyone's, like, having a good time enjoying, like, the Especially seeing the and animation. Whatnot. And the, yeah, of course, the big screen aspect of and seeing the, the animation and just the scale. The choreography of, the of things. Uh-huh. I feel like the only big choreography number was, like, the Learys. The Learys have the big, like, that whole sequence. And then the end. <gasps> Can I say how, what, what I was, like, really happy with seeing the penguins? No, we're out of time. Yeah, so <laughs> we can talk about <laughs> <laughs> No, because that's in the animated scene. And uh-huh. There's a little light touches here and there of, like, mm-hmm. some, what do you call them? Maybe little Easter eggs Oh, there's lots of, yeah, there's lots of stuff. That in this movie, and of, like, the animations one, of course, or even the opening, mm-hmm. it's, like, takes away, I think, Rob Marshall, like, took some of the um mat uh-huh. of the original like when it begins like when we sat there and we, it was opening the, the scene of the film and everything certainly like, has a look i would agree what but that's neat so yeah there's little things here and there that calls back to the film to mary poppins but the penguins was like fun to see because mm-hmm. they're so cute okay they are oh good like they oh, i wish they had more of like a dancing scene because i think they're kind of just like gliding around they're like, kind of like, yeah, they're around in the audience. Yeah, and like, they're kind of just there scene. popping. I think I, she like grabs a fin or something. It's I don't know, whatever. I know, but like <laughs> I, I would have liked to seen like maybe a little dance sequence with Lynn Manuel Miranda as Jack and the penguins. Like, since it's kind of tributing back and forth, mm-hmm. um, how Bert does with the penguins when they do the chalk walk scene. But then that, yeah, that was my my final thought. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I really think it'd be a, a fun movie for. Those to go see in theaters now, just given like those particular scenes, and that it's a fun movie okay. to see with the family. Well, well good. I, How about you? We're in agreement. As, as I said, yeah, <laughs> I do think it, I think it works on the big screen. It's a good thing to go and see during during the season and everything. I think there's a lot to enjoy from this movie. So yeah. Okay then. Okay. Now I really feel like I I don't need to because thinking about this movie now and was trying to like you have more of like a in your head of history like oh i don't like that director or this one's been like not impressive of like what they brought out with mm-hmm. Ra- like Ron marshall so now i'm like thinking honestly i've been sitting here thinking about like annie <laughs> this whole time so i'm like oh well that's for another but episode. hopefully <laughs> hopefully this won't be a hard knock for mary poppins returning mm-hmm. because <laughs> i was trying to be slick with that one i don't know if it worked but I think yeah, it's a it's a good one. It's been fun talking about. Well, good. I hope. It, I've had fun. <laughs> I know I'm the just... listeners have. I think you've made the, quite quite the case <laughs> for what you appreciated about the movie, why you recommended, and what little things there are here and there. All right. Okay. Well, with that said, that is our review for Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, let's start wrapping things up here. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the one thing that we're going to do right now is <laughs> what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next? Okay. So now in theaters. I would say Mary Poppins Returns uh-huh. is a good one to go check out. And then, what am I going to go see? Yeah. Is there anything in a... You said, like, we pretty much watched everything that came out this year, right? In theaters, yeah, pretty much. I know there's some screeners I have that you want to catch up with. But as far as what you're going to see next... Gosh, what am I seeing? I don't know. Okay. Oh, maybe White Christmas, because it's Christmas? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I guess since we're not going to do Home Alone... <laughs> Maybe we'll squeeze Home Alone in there? We'll see what happens. <laughs> Depends on what the poll said. The movie might not exist after tomorrow. Um, what? <laughs> There's a poll for Home Alone? And Elf. Oh, no. How dare you? Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would say... That's funny. I would say, um, yeah, if you can find Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which you can because it's everywhere, mm-hmm. go see that because it's fantastic. Mary Poppins is quite good, too. I mean, they're both very good movies. Mm-hmm. Good to watch. Um, if you can find it, if Beale Street Could Talk is a limited release, I know it expands, I believe, Christmas Day, it expands a little wider, so that's out there. I think that we're going to probably have another episode on that at some point. That's an excellent film to catch up with as well. Uh, next time on the podcast, we'll, be do- we'll have an episode of Aquaman and Bumblebee. That's right. Aquaman and Bumblebee. Heroes. In disguise? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the water. Oh, there you go. <laughs> 
heroes into water. <laughs> That's a good one. But um, yeah, for now, what where can people find more of your work online? You can follow me on Twitter at at right to recite. Okay. And like the number two. Okay. Not T-O. All right. <laughs> well, you know you can find me over all the podcasts at Out Now with Aaron Abe. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at the various pages. You know where you can follow us. We have uh, all of our other episodes at, at uh, iTunes and Spotify, Stitcher, Audio Boom, all those places. And yeah, I think that's going to do it for all the things I need to wrap up. So I want to thank you, my lovely girlfriend, my lovely Anna. Thank you for joining me to talk Mary Poppins Returns with me. You're welcome. Very happy to have had you here. Were you? Yes, I was. <laughs> You've been a delight. And now we're going to go triple the delight fantastic ourselves, but that's going to do it we're for gonna this We're going to roll out, you mean? We're going to roll out, exactly. Just like just like Aquaman. <laughs> and he says that all the time. He's like, guys, come on, roll out. It's like, what? Why are you saying that? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's like the Transformers things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With all that said, that's going to do it for this week's uh, bonus podcast episode. So until next time, so long. Goodbye. Oh, and one last thing. Merry Christmas. Now I feel like that boy with a shiny new toy and there's nowhere to go but up. Just one day at the fair has me waltzing on air and there's nowhere to go but up. Jane, I remember. It's all true. Every impossible thing we imagined with Mary Poppins, it all happened. Now my heart is so light that I think I just might start feeding the birds and then go fly a kite with your head in a cloud only laughter's allowed and there's nowhere to go but I'm